When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Barbara Feldon, and you're listening to TV Confidential. You got a point there, Rod, and I, I didn't mean to be uh, so uh, glum or, or uh, morbid. That's about all right, Bob. Uh, really, because it, it, but it is a problem. For instance, I brought up a, a subject one day on the show here, Rod, about fallout shelters. Now, taking it for instance, you build a fallout shelter for you and your wife. It only holds two. We uh, got two children. That makes it a little bit. All right, all right, let's suppose that. Here's Rod Serling with his wife and two children. You have built a fallout shelter that only holds four. Comes an attack. There's a knock on the door. It's Bridget Bardot. Now, the question is, how long will it take you to get your wife and kids out of the shelter? At Roberts and Long, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, and our guest, Robert Crane. Robert Crane, eldest son of actor Bob Crane and an accomplished author, journalist and screenwriter whose books as an author, co-author, or collaborator include SCTV, Behind the Scenes by Dave Thomas, Bruce Dern, A Memoir, and Jack Nicholson, The Early Years, the first and only authorized biography of Jack Nicholson. Crane, Sex, Celebrity, and My Father's Unsolved Murder by Robert Crane and Christopher Fryer is available in bookstores everywhere as well as Amazon.com, BarnesNoble.com, Bob Crane's page on Amazon.com and wherever books are sold online. There's a great picture of you, your dad, and Ivan Dixon yeah. in Crane's Sex Celebrity and My Father's Unsolved Murder. Did you get to know? I mean, you would have been like, you would have been a teenager at the time. Teenager, so, you yeah. know. Uh, so you weren't just another kid on the lot. I mean, you were, so did, did you get to know some of the other cast members? I did, yeah. Ivan Dixon, I had great respect for. I mean, I hate to, this is very delicate for me because I hate when, you know, for lack of a better term, people of color are separated, you know, from, I, I'm not, I'm saying this really badly, but he was the first black person to bob up, you know, I, I hate that, you know, in the perfect world, we're all together in this mess. But at the time, 1965, Bill Cosby and Ivan Dixon are the only two men of color mm -hmm. on regular series. And just for that fact alone, I, I was in awe of Ivan Dixon. Plus, he was a brilliant actor and didn't get that much to do on Hogan's. You know, his kinch. You know, yeah. He's on the calling the submarine and, you know, doing stuff. And that's why he left after five years. I mean, he had a great time. You know, a lot of people saw him on the show, but he went off and became a director. Very, bu yeah. a very busy you know, director. Because he was so talented. Yeah. See, I so. Love, he did the best, of all the prisoners, he did the best German accent, which I <laughs> yeah. thought was yeah. the yeah. irony. And I, I guess they, they had to tread lightly on it because 
when they would go off on some sort of caper pretending to be Germans, you couldn't send him. You could, but on the on the radio, he could yes pull it off, and he seemed to be better than anybody else. Yeah, and, and the great. fluency in German, yeah. and just to do the accents and all that. But yeah. you could not put him in a SS uniform and go on yeah. some sort of caper. Yeah, and so, they never explained why he disappeared. No, no, he just became Kenneth Washington. Yeah. <laughs> he got younger, thinner, yes. and yeah. less, you know, less, less yeah. capable of doing the accents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, back then they no series finale and no explaining why Kinchlow leaves the part uh, the uh, Stalag. Yeah, it's uh, and they never explained uh, the the secret the secretary pool oh. having the change either. It was just. And that uh, was Helga just, and Hilda. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not like the two Marilyns on the Munsters or no. the two Garens on Bewitched. <laughs> this was, wow. Yeah, it's because you, you guys ha- are TV fans, man. Because you know, you you had somebody who was in on it. I mean, yeah. uh, Helga was uh, the manicurist underground in the yeah. pilot, so yeah. she she knew all the secrets. And then yeah. it's like she disappears. There should be a story about that. Yeah. yeah. Or Dick York and Dick Sergeant. Dick, Dick Sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah. yeah. Warder Clemford, did you get to know him? A little bit, yeah. I mainly observed him and was, let's see, I, I don't want this to sound wrong because it, it, you know, he, he was an actor first. Yeah. I mean, he's into mm-hmm. it. He's rehearsing mm-hmm. the next scene. And I'm this little twerpy teenager. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go up and bother him, yeah. you know, because he, he's like, uh, you know. And so when he wasn't working, He's rehearsing the next scene. Sure. He's either reading the lines or working with the script supervisor. And little Bobby's not going to mm-hmm. go up there. The more accessible people were the POWs: Larry Hovis, mm-hmm. Richard Doss, and they're playing cards on the set. You know, Ivan, uh, Robert Clary, mm-hmm. uh, singing. You know, because mm-hmm. he was a great singer. They were more accessible, and uh, I don't know, maybe because I, I felt. Uh, oh, let me add John Banner. Totally accessible. Mm-hmm. He was grandpa. Yeah. You went up to him. He was John Candy before John Candy. So you'd mm-hmm. go up to him and hug him and just disappear in his <laughs> hug. And he was the sweetest, loveliest guy. So uh, and I don't mean to single no, Werner no, no, out no, like no, he's no. some bad character. Yeah. He was just so professional no, pe- and always, are wired you know. Differently. Yeah. yeah people are you, wired I differently. think a lot of people uh, had more of the comedy background. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have yes. the, the seriously theatrically trained yes. background. The That's fact it. that these guys were so good together, yeah. but you had completely, you know, and there are people who need privacy That's and, it, and, and all that. Yeah. And yeah. then you have people who were used to being backstage yeah. doing whatever. You're on, great. And yeah. then they are just on stage. They yeah. don't and, do and, that prep. They just do it. And a couple of years into the show, uh, Richard Dawson and Larry Hovis are writing and appearing on Laughing yeah. Yeah. while they're doing Hogan's. I never understood. So they're writing things. So I was interested in the writing aspect. Like they're writing sketches mm-hmm. for laughing. So I would kind of hover around and you know watch them work. And so, you know. uh, but also just uh, the music because your dad loved the big band era. Yeah. And so, and then Werner Klepper was you know the son of a, a famous conductor. Yeah. So he, he Otto Klemper. Otto Klemper yeah. Hochstetter. Was a bluegrass banjo player. I no. heard. Yeah, really? Because he was a Southern Jew, so he would. Wow. I was told that I he could walk that. by the train, and you would hear different styles of music yeah. coming from oh, each yeah. trailer. Yeah. Which, yeah. Actually, there was one time that they all just kind of improvised the ja- a jam session yes. went in that one episode, and yeah. all and you could see Ivan Dixon knew how to play the bass, and your dad yeah. obviously was this incredible drum player. Yeah. But they were all just there, and obviously, yeah, and the, 
all chained together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they were all chained, and they just went into uh, some Hofbrau, and, oh, yeah. look, the instruments are set up. And it was really cool. And it's annoying to me when I see sometimes in syndication, the musical number gets cut. It's like, yeah. I, 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 a couple yeah. of times that they got to do music on the show, yeah. it, that's usually the first thing that gets sacrificed for more commercial time. There, there well, wasn't a lot of crossover between Hogan, I mean, today, if a show like Hogan's a big hit, there'd be a lot of crossover, yes. you know, collectible kind of stuff. There was, there was an album that your dad recorded for Epic Records where right. he, he played the, it was arrangements of popular TV themes, and he played the drums, and he yeah. did some of the shtick that he did on his show. I showed Tony and Donna the pic, there's a picture of that album cover in Bob's book. Bob actually appears on the cover of the album. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's. Bob Bob was recruited to play a German soldier. Uh, How old are you in really? this picture? Well, it, the album came out in 1967, so I'm about 15 or 16 years old. Well, at that time during the war, the Germans yeah. were recruiting anybody. <laughs> they needed help, yeah. yeah. The POW camps were you know, either manned by the geriatrics like Schultz, or they got the yeah. kids. Everybody else was yeah. uh, fighting or going to the Russian front. Yeah. So this is you know, just being there, you know, being there. The photographer, Gene Howard, wants to, he doesn't want my dad and his drum set and Clink, Schultz, and Hilda mm -hmm. right in the center of the frame. He wants them off to the right a little bit, and then you have the, uh, the, the guard tower guard yeah. tower mm -hmm. in the left. But they need something to fill in under the guard tower, so they need a uh, guard. So my dad goes, Bobby. So, okay. So I go over, I get, you know, the uh, wool coat on. It's <laughs> uh -huh. the middle of summer. Yeah. The, the helmet and a rubber machine gun and i am standing off to the left looking menacing, looking menacing yeah you know. in the history of the show you're the only guard who's doing his damn job <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the album was on epic records which later of course was uh michael jackson's yeah. label it stiffed but uh you know he had a good time it he was ahead of his time he got to play with a lot of great la musicians ray brown the yeah. bass player and uh, the Rangers and Ernie Freeman and the Ranger yeah. and people like that. So it was fun. Yeah. And then the the heroes, the four guys, Ivan Dixon, Robert Clary, Richard Dawson, Larry Hovis, did a singing album. Yes, mm -hmm. where they sang the, the heretofore undiscovered lyrics to the Hogan Heroes <laughs> theme song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. No, there, there are lyrics to that. Yeah. But yeah. they, I remember, like in the days of the variety show, they did the Leslie Uggam show. Yeah, yeah. and the. Yeah. Opening sketch would be them as the heroes escaping, yes, and going. Yeah. To, and then there was like a Hollywood Palace, Hollywood Palace, yeah, yeah. with Bing Crosby, with Bing, and that's yeah. where Werner uh, Klemperer and uh, John Batter sang "Silent Night" in, <laughs> in German. So you got to hear them. Yeah, so they did like yeah. you know like little songs from around the world, but they yeah. you actually heard it in, in German. It was uh, television of the sixties. Television, yeah. like television of the sixties. I guess this hour is Robert Crane, co-author of Crane, Sex. Celebrity and My Father's Unsolved Murder. A reminder that uh, Crane's Sex Celebrity and My Father's Unsolved Murder is available through UPK or University Vers Press, Press of Kentucky. Kentucky. It's also available in bookstores everywhere as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and all those other online vendors. Check out in the background on the album cover. Yeah. There's a crew member walking. This is before Photoshop. There's a crew member off to the right of me, yes. way off down the road, walking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they would cut that today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could fix that today. They wow. could fix that today. But, um, Nobody knows that. Nobody knows no. that. Okay. Yeah. I remember one time going to the uh, second assistant director, and I said, 
again, I'm full of myself. I'm a teenage punk hanging out on the set. There was no guard up in the guard tower. And he looks at me and he goes, if anybody notice that is that, I'll kiss your ass in Macy's window. <laughs> yeah. So you don't tell the assistant directors what to do. No, no. Right, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she knows. Actually. You should uh, have her. She worked on uh, ER, West Wing, all sorts. She's been all over. We'll talk. Oh, hello. We'll, we'll talk. talk, yes. We'll talk. One of my friends in the industry was the AD on The Fugitive. This goes back to Bruce Dern. And uh, Dern, Dern did a lot of QM shows. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a story in my Fugitive book about, he calls my friend Bob Rubin, who was the AD. Dern says, Bob, I'm, I'm running a little late. There's a big traffic jam on, you know, Coldwater Canyon. I'm running a little bit behind. I'll be on the set, you know, maybe in an hour. Bob says, fine. Okay, he checks on the production sheet. Okay, they, they work around him. 90 minutes later, Dern is reports on the set. He's in his running suit. He's all sweated <laughs> up. He actually ran from his home to the set. I mean, he was because he was a, yeah. he's a fitness he, buff. He lived in Malibu. Mm-hmm. Well, wherever he was staying, wherever he was staying, wow. you know, to I mean, he rather than driving in, he he ran in <laughs> that. He's a wild day. man. So when, yeah. when he said I was running behind, he wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally running behind. Yeah. Wow. Robert Crane, eldest son of actor Bob Crane, and the author, co-author, collaborator of many books on movies and television, including Crane, Sex, Celebrity, and My Father's Unsolved Murder, as well as Bruce Dern, a memoir, and Jack Nicholson, The Early Years. All of Bob's books are available Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. We'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. Hi there, everybody. This is Patrick Duffy, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts, with a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will air next week on this station at the usual time. We hope you join us for that. In the meantime, a reminder that the annual Real to Real exhibit is back on display at the Hollywood Museum, 1660 North Highland Avenue at Hollywood Boulevard in Hollywood, California. The Real to Real exhibit offers a historic perspective of LBGTQ moments in film and television history over the past 100 years with exhibit items that include a who's who in LBGTQ plus entertainment costumes, props, and memorabilia. Among the items on display as part of this year's Real to Real exhibit are the costumes that Kevin Spiritus wore in After Forever as well as one of the Emmys won by series co-creator Michael Slade and the jacket that Lorna Luff wore in the movie Grease 2. For tickets and more information, the Hollywood Museum. Ed Robertson, about Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grice, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer, 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.